Before we get into the show, The Green Solution has 17 Colorado locations and an express checkout to get you in and out as fast as possible. Get on your phone right now, go to their website, mygreensolution.com, order your flour, concentrates, edibles, and topicals online, and head to the closest Green Solution for pickup. Plus, you can use code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole, a left by Cole this time! Tipped in front by Mika Rantanen. He shoots and scores. Nathan McKinnon. Cole J.T. Comfer. 877 goes now. Gabriel Landeskog. Collective hugs. 29 and 92. Save me by Grubauer. Move over, Picasso. This piece of art is by McKinnon. My goodness gracious. Welcome into the DNBR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Davidson's is locally owned and operated with over a thousand varieties of beer, and they have wines from around the world as well. You can download their app today and use promo code FIRST10 to receive 10% off your purchase of $25 or more. This offer ends at the end of January, so be sure to get in on it while you still can. They have two convenient locations in Centennial and Highlands Ranch, or you can get your purchase conveniently delivered to your door. Again, that's first 10 to receive 10% off your first order of $25 or more. I am Nathan Rudolph. He is AJ Hayfley. We are finally back together after a, a long week of sickness. We're still not 100%, but we're good enough to get back on the pod. And there's quite a bit of news, not necessarily Avalanche related, but around the league in general that we're going to get into today. AJ, glad to have you back on. Are you ready to survive the pod? Uh, I'm ready to give it a whirl. All right. Well, you sound like you can speak at least, so we're that's improvement. Baby steps. I tell you, this is it's so much better than it was a week ago. Yeah, I believe you. <laughs> so at least we can talk. And the first thing we're going to talk about is the most recent, I guess, front office news around the league. That being Ray Shiro has been, I guess, not fired, but they mutually agreed to part ways with the New Jersey Devils. So I wonder how that conversation goes, by the way. Right. <laughs> they, they call him in there and they're like, Ray, we're going to let you go. And he's like, well, I quit. <laughs> and they're like, well, we're letting you go. And he's like, well, I'm quitting. So take that guy. I mean, I imagine how it actually goes down is they're like, look, we can fire you or you can agree to part ways mutually and save face. It's up to you, buddy. Right. Or, or they offer him like an insulting demotion. Yeah. And then he's like, how about we just say that, like, we're just this relationship just isn't working anymore. Yeah, that definitely fares. Like, I'm not like going to consult for you guys if you guys are kicking me out. <laughs> right. Like, a, it's like a it's like a very predictable breakup where it's it's, you know, you see the couple and you're like, oh, they're, they're not going to make it. And when they part ways, it's like they release a statement. We have mutually agreed to part ways. And you're like, uh-huh. Sure you did. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Like, I'm going to buy that. I mean, I think this is an interesting situation for me because in an alternate reality, 
this could well have happened to the Avs and, and Joe Sackick. The Devils have struggled over the last couple of years. They've gotten the two first-round picks. His I was going to say, if, if Colorado had New Jersey's luck, the world looks super different right now. I mean, that's that's very true. It The Avs could have had uh, – Hishier or potentially Nolan Patrick, which yeah, well, what a disaster that would have been. The world, the 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 word is that they had Patrick one on their board that year, and then they ended up going Hishier in the end, or the Abs had the Abs is what you mean, yeah. And so you know, imagine a world where they don't have Kale McCarr, and they have a third liner that gets injured all the time <laughs> instead. Yeah, they have whatever. I mean, whatever, whatever Nolan Patrick is, you know, I, I just it's. I guess he could be they could they could put him on a line with Tyson Jost. Boy, that line and, has enough uh hodgepodge pieces as it is, I and think. And it could just but, be it could just be like the line where fans just lose their minds. <laughs> well every time they touch the ice, like I hate this line. And it's like, oh my gosh, okay, we get it. You don't like those guys. Thankfully, that's not the Avs issue, nor is it the Devils issue, because they did go with Hishier, who has developed into a nice player. But, you know, when you're looking at first yeah. overall picks like McKinnon and McDavid, not quite the same thing. Yeah, well, and like, you know, Jack Hughes is having the exact struggles we all thought he would. Yep. And, and you know, the crazy thing is, is all the all the Kako stands out there. It's not like they have a stronger leg to stand on either. No, they. Uh, I looked like a week or two ago, and they both had exactly the same amount of points. So, <laughs> like, I think that's been the biggest surprise. Just I know we're a little, a little sideways. Like we're topic adjacent now, but I've been really surprised at Kakao's struggles. I I didn't think he was like a slam dunk superstar, but I thought he was going to adjust much faster than he has. Just. Where he Body type from. Would, you figured, yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, the the size and his experience in in the Liga, like it's just it's a good reminder. The NHL is a really hard league. Yep, it takes a truly special talent to be extra successful in the NHL, and that's not to say Kako and Hughes won't be. They just haven't come onto the scene like say a Kale McCarr has. Yeah, well, and of course, you know, Kale McCarr had two years, you know, and these, right. are, these are 18-year-olds. He was 20 when in. he entered the league, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they haven't even come on the way he sure did. That's true. You know, and he sure, I think, is the more interesting of the abs what-ifs because, I mean. You certainly don't have an Azam Kadri on this team. Exactly. If you like, Tyson Berry's not, still not in Colorado right now, but where is he? And what does that deal end up looking like? Yeah, you know, is Kerfoot still in Colorado? Like, I, it's such a it's such a crazy change that so many different things could have happened. Where maybe you know, maybe it's not a you know, it's it's a futures deal. Maybe it's like a few, like first round picks and stuff. You know, like it's it's so different. And you just don't you have to manage the defense completely differently too. What does that defense look like at that point without a Kale McCarr? I mean, well, and even even not even just Heisher, but if they'd gotten Hughes, yeah, you know, and if they'd gotten uh, Kakao, there, you know, maybe Burkowski isn't a thing. That's true too. It, it's, you know, it's it's interesting how Colorado and New Jersey ended up tied together in this little window of time because 
New Jersey Kips winning the lottery when the Avs well, had the top odds. <laughs> and not only that, but the one year that they both had good seasons, Hall gets the MVP. That's true. Beat out McKinnon for that. Yeah, and that was the year where, okay, these are two good young teams up and coming, right? And then Colorado has only continued to ascend. And New Jersey has not, despite they have traded a bunch of draft picks uh, and a bunch of draft capital to try to get better immediately. You know, they, they Marcus Johansson and then P.K. Subban, like they, like Ray Shiro tried. It wasn't like Ray, it, this was not like a, like a classic rebuild, right? Uh, where they, he get, it's like, okay, you get three years to show some sort of improvement. Like he tried and it, it was just, it's interesting to go and look and see that really just nothing worked out. You know, they, I mean, not, it's not even, uh, it's not even just the, the first overall picks that they're tied to, uh, with the Avs. You look at like 20, 2016, you know, where the Avs did take Tyson Jost, how much better off would, would they have been had, 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 would New Jersey had been with Tyson Jost instead of Michael McLeod, who's done nothing. I mean, Avs fans freak out about Tyson Jost not living up to expectations, but like, that's an NHL player, at least. Yeah. Exactly. They've gotten nothing out of Mike McLeod. And, I mean, you talk you talk about that and uh, the the decisions that they have made together, like the that that have been made like in in close groups. You know, the their Zaka decision. Colorado loved Zaka in 2015. You know, what if what if they take Miko Rantanen and Pavel Zaka ends up in Colorado? Like, when you look at Colorado and New Jersey, it's just, in this, this Ray Shiro's tenure, it's amazing how everything that went wrong-ish for the Devils ended up going right for Colorado at the same time. Yep. One team had to take the L, and fate just happened to intertwine the Avs' decisions with the Devils' decisions in a lot of ways. And it was the Devils that took a lot of those Ls, and that's why we don't see Ray Shiro with them anymore. Obviously, the last major move he made was shipping out Taylor Hall to the Coyotes. For stuff. For just stuff. I think that's a great way to put it. There is not a ton to get super hyped about there. Sure, they got the conditional first, but Nate Schnarr, Nick Merkley, Kevin Ball, I mean, that's not the type of A-grade prospects that you'd be looking for. Yeah, I mean, they have to be hoping that the first-round picks go well. Yep. That's it. Pretty much. Like, maybe they get a maybe they get Nicholas Chalmerson's replacement out of uh, Kevin Ball, right? That's or what they're a, hoping like for. A, a, a Nicholas Chalmerson style player, I should say. Like, that, yeah. that's that's the upside with Kevin Ball. And the rest of those guys, you're just like, well, I mean, okay, they're names. They're, they're people. Yeah, right? you know. They were, they were prospects at one point that were interesting, but for whatever, for various reasons, aren't today. Yeah, I right. And then you have the conditional third, which will never become a first, I don't right, think. Exactly. And there's just no way Taylor Hall's staying in Arizona unless they win the cup. And even then, um, so yeah, it's just, well, they've, they've struggled. I mean, they're still second in the Pacific, but, but is that, I mean, what's that saying though? That division sucks, man. 
we were so right about that division and how mediocre it was. But I'm I even now I'm still shocked at just how bland Vegas is. Yeah, I mean they were supposed to be the the jewel of that division, yep. right? And it that just was the has team not... coming in. Where I was afraid of. And they just haven't put it together. Yeah. Well, and and like, and it's not even that Colorado's blown them out twice, because one they have, and both of them in Vegas. But it's also just that the the hallmark of Gallant's first two Vegas teams was that they were a tough out every night, that they would just grind you down, and that they were so difficult to play against up and down their lineup. And they're not anymore. They take nights off. I mean, we've talked about this, I think we talked about it a long time ago on the pod, but certainly in other circles on Twitter and whatnot. Gerard Gallant's style will wear teams yep. down. And it has, it, has it just come to that? Is it time is up in, in that style of play in Vegas? I don't think it's there because they haven't, it, it's not like they're tuning him out. Yeah. You know, but it's it's obvious that they're not as bought in the way that they were. It's the beginning of the end, I guess you could say. They're not all right. the way. They're it, not mailing it in. But this might take two years, like we saw with La Violette. Yeah, you know this. This might be like a slow decay where eventually both, you know, all this, all the sides get together and they're like, "Look, this just hasn't worked." But you can see the writing on the wall here. Uh, you can see the writing on the on the wall. The end of Gerard Gallant's time in Vegas. Uh, I think will probably be in the next two seasons. Because they're just they're already getting to that point. Well, we will certainly continue this conversation of the Western Conference, including La Violette and others in period two. But first, it's time to crack open a beer with Brecken Ridge Brewery and acknowledge them as the official beer of DNBR. They were established here in Colorado in Breckenridge in 1990, and they have tons of amazing beers that I tell you about almost every week lately we've been pumping up the strawberry sky quite a bit because it's a beer that we can actually drink when our throats are not happy with us so i enjoy that one even when i'm sick to be honest it, it helps me out a little bit numbs the numbs the sore throat for me sometimes so keep an eye out for the strawberry sky if you're not a sick fellow like we are maybe go for the avalanche amber ale or the vanilla porter or any other of their amazing beers which you can find at your local liquor store or anywhere that beer is sold and keep an eye out for the breckenridge event calendar on the dnvr.com we have all of our events planned there still don't have an official date for the next abs watch party but i know one is coming soon here so come out have a couple of beers with us and have a good time second period of the dnv Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Liquor, Wine, and Spirits. Going to take a little bit of time to get used to the new sponsor there. It's an adjustment, but we'll figure it out. I'm Rudo. He is AJ. And we are talking around the league, mainly focusing on the Western Conference right now. We kind of mentioned it at the end of the first period. Nashville, this is about a week ago now, fired Peter Laviolette as their head coach. Obviously, it's been a struggle of a season for them. They currently sit five points out, uh, six points out even, of the top three of the Central Division and then three points out of a wild card spot in the West. So, honestly, a lot of the metrics on that team are still very strong, but they're just not winning the games that they need to. So, where do you see Laviolette? taking the axe here is that appropriate or is it just the head coach kind of gets the axe uh i mean i think 
I think it was time. I think it's a case of a, a team with strong underlying numbers firing a, a head coach um, when they can't get a save. Because if you look at both of their goaltenders have been so bad this year. Yeah. And well, hey, I mean, Pecorine did score a goal, so. <laughs> that was awesome. But <laughs> they, they've they been really, they haven't stopped pucks, man. And, you know, we've seen, we've, we've seen in San Jose the last two years. If you can't, if you can't stop a puck, it doesn't matter how good you are. We talk about the Jack Adams all the time is really a goaltending award, right? Yeah. The, the best coaches get that award because their goalies just stopped everything for them. And it's a whole lot easier to win hockey games when you're not giving up a bunch of goals that are soft. Yeah. Oh no. And you look at who's going to win the Jack Adams this year. Uh, it's probably going to be Mike Sullivan because Pittsburgh's been unbelievable uh, in the face of just never ending injuries. And these are big time injuries, long term injuries, uh, everything with them. It's it's like what the Abs went through, but on steroids. And they just keep going because they've you know the what Jari's got like a nine forty save percentage or something. Like he's they've gotten insane goaltending uh, out of. Uh, out of their backups, and that's the difference. Mike Sullivan could have just as easily been Peter Laviolette. Right. If if Yari doesn't come out and ball out, basically, in that, then Sullivan might not be around right now. Yeah, exactly. You just look at the difference in those situations, and that's it. It's it's one guy is coaching a team that's that's getting saves, and the other one's not. And one of them's winning, and one of them's not. And... You know, with with Laviolette, I think he's a good coach, um, but I think that they've had real deep problems for a while. That's a really talented roster, and there's no way they should be on the outside of the playoff picture. There's just no way. Right. I mean, you can say, yeah, their defense, they moved a couple pieces, isn't as good as it could have been. You can even argue that maybe Rene is a little bit over the hump, but you look at down the middle, Matt Duchesne, uh, Philip Forsberg, I guess he's not in the middle, but yeah. same difference. I mean, Ryan Johansson, Nick Benino's having a career year. Like, yeah. You know, Kyle Turris has a pulse still. <laughs> Barely, but. <laughs> you know, and then you have really good depth players and guys like Yonkruk and Sissons. They, they just have the absolute forward depth here. And you can argue that, well, you know, maybe they're still looking for a true 1C, though Duchesne has done a fairly good job of filling that role for them. They still produce a ton of points. They're in the top six in the league in, in goal scoring. So that's a team that should win a lot of games. Yeah, absolutely. And their underlyings are strong. Um, that's not a team I'm worried about them not. They'll, they'll, make, they'll, they'll make the postseason. They're... Absolutely one of the teams Colorado is worried about. Tying in kind of to both the teams we've been talking about, they hired John Hines as their new head coach, who coached in Pittsburgh for their AHL team for a long, long time, and then had his first NHL shot with the Devils um, up until a couple of years ago, uh, this year even, when he got fired midseason, rather. So it's kind of a... They're on the carousel a little bit of, of bringing in new head coaches, as as most NHL teams seem to do, especially in these midseason situations. Yeah, and we see in the NHL it works better than any other league. Um, we've seen more teams bring in coaches and then go on to win championships in the NHL than any other league. 
So it's what Sullivan did in Pittsburgh. So well, it's exactly what happened last year. You know, I mean, we we've seen it a bunch of times in the NHL. Like it's not, it's not uncommon. That said, I don't know that John Hines is like, I don't know that he's that kind that kind of coach. I'm a little unconvinced, but it will be interesting to see him coach with the kind of talent he's certainly never had before. Yeah, I, I, you know, the thing that happens when coaches come in in the middle of a season like this is they don't have the time to fully get their systems in place and all that. So the teams often end up loosening up quite a bit and just kind of playing to their strengths in a lot of ways. I think that's part of the reason it works so well in the NHL, because it is such a fluid game. When you take away some of that structure, it helps a lot of the time. So it's it's hard to tell exactly how much difference any specific one coach can make in the middle of a season. And sometimes it is a big deal, but a lot of the time it's just any change of pace will improve them. Yeah. And I think that they will benefit a lot from a new special teams coach. Um, Nashville has had the power play that abs fans pretend the abs have had for the last several years. Big yikes. Um, because I think their, I think their power play last year was like 12%. It was one of the worst power plays for a playoff team ever. And it, it was, it's like that again this year. It's terrible. And there's just no way you look at that team and they, there's no way they should be that bad with a man advantage. So that's, if there's one area that I would look for, for the predators to get a lot better at special teams. Definitely would help them a lot. They currently sit at 17% on the power play with 24th in the league there. So we kind of talked about their talent already. That's extremely disappointing for them, I'm sure. And it should make the wild card race quite interesting in the second half here with them, you know, looking to get back on track with all of that. Winnipeg has fallen drastically down. Not super surprising. You know, Hellebuck could only take him so yeah, far. That's going to continue. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at all. They're just not very good. And it's really Hellebuck in their top six. Yep. They are, they are the 13, 14 avalanche in, incarnate. With a defense of just bodies, essentially, yeah. uh, it's an Olay defense. They they have to win every game five four. That's a struggle in the Central Division. We talked a little bit about the Pacific being uh, kind of fake good in the first half of the year. Specifically, the Edmonton Oilers are now in the second wild card spot, just hanging on to that after tearing up the league at the start of the year. And while Winnipeg is a goaltender in a top six, Edmonton is literally just two players. McDavid and Dreisaitl both have 70 points. Their next player is Nugent Hopkins at 30. Uh, so I guess it's unbelievably impressive that those two players can take Edmonton as far as they have, but that team has some serious flaws. Uh, yeah, and I mean, you, I mean, you look at Colorado. Colorado has a 60-point player and two guys at 30. It's, it's not all that different in that McKinnon is, is obviously the hard carry of the abs, but I do think the abs have gotten pretty consistent production from a number players more than, than Edmonton has the drop off for Edmonton. It comes extremely quickly, extremely steep. They don't even have 10 players with 10 points this year. Yeah, and so the abs have 10 guys with at least 20 points. And that does not include like Landis Cog has a 19. So Exactly. You know. 
you're also talking about a lot of injured guys there where Miko has missed a lot of time. Landis Cog has missed a lot of time looking at Edmonton's roster. A lot of these guys haven't missed any time at all. Yeah, I mean, McCarr and Calvert have, have each missed quite a bit of time as well. It was what eight, nine games. Yeah. I think it was nine for McCarr for sure. So either way, the Avs and Edmonton are, are a bit of an interesting comparison in the, in that way. In that, they certainly both have that super high-end top talent, but the Avs' depth, even with the struggles that we've talked about where their second line isn't quite producing in the way that the Avs need them to, it's nowhere near the struggles of someone like Edmonton. Oh, yeah. No, Edmonton is – I think they require lightning in a bottle to make the postseason. That, I don't think it's a huge surprise. If they get there, they're, they're as scary as anybody because on any given night, those guys go off. Right. McDavid could score a hat trick every other night in the playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I, ooh, no, thank you. I don't, I, if, you know, when you talk about Colorado and um, potential uh, postseason opponents, I'm a hard pass. No, thank you. I do not have any interest in Edmonton. Well, given that the Blues have started to run away with the division a little bit, I think. Yeah. More realistically, you're probably looking at Dallas as the opponent. Well, I think I think it's Dallas, Winnipeg, Nashville, Minnesota. Yeah, sure. Like, Anyone, the other central team, exactly. Um, it's I. I think <clears throat> these are the two teams that are in it. I think tomorrow is probably a playoff preview. There you go. So it should be an exciting game against Dallas. It's also been a bit of a struggle in that regard for the Avs this year, but we can talk about that a little bit more at the end of the show if we have time. I did want to touch on the San Jose Sharks. They just never turned it around in the first half, and they are pretty much buried at this point. What do you do with with that team? What do you do with the contracts you have locked up on that team do you just kind of take the L and try and figure it out next year? Uh, I would aggressively begin retooling around Eric Carlson. Um, I I would look to – I would have Carlson and Meyer be the only two guys that I have – that I have said are off limits. So obviously just broke his ankle, but Logan Couture, if healthy, something you're looking to move out? I would, um, just because of the age. It's it's uh, all about age there. The fact that uh, I mean, if you're if you're San Jose, you can you can swing the playoff race on your own. Yeah, I I, 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 um, I maybe add hurdle to the list of guys where I'm saying no, thank you. Yeah, he's um, young enough. Yeah, at twenty, at, I think he's twenty six. But um, with Logan Couture, uh, he's already thirty years old. I, I just don't, I don't know that there would be a major return, given the commitment there, like the you know the time and the money. Looking more at Kane for a bit younger player type area, right? But definitely, I would be looking. Uh, I would be looking to move out Kevin LeBanc. I would be looking to move out Evander Kane. I would be looking to get rid of uh, Brent Burns, Mark Edward Vlasic. I would be I would be cratering that defense and starting over. Uh, and then, obviously, if anybody would be willing to take on Martin Jones, yeah, uh, I don't think that's happening. 
and maybe that's where you attach him sure um to a bigger to a uh, say hey we want do kind of what ottawa tried to do with bobby ryan a couple years ago yeah but try and attach him and say hey we'll take less in a return to get rid of this money to just just start over um but that's that's what i would do man i just think that it's we're we're no in redeeming it at this point yeah yeah, we're at that point, man. Like, it's not getting any better. And at 46 points, they're eight points behind uh, Vancouver and Vegas. And I and I don't think that a Pacific team is going to end up getting the wild card spots. It's really hard to see it being recoverable in this season, certainly, for them. Um, well, and then and then they lose, you know, then you lose Marlowe, then you lose Thornton. Right. You know, Brent Burns is now a year older. Um, all these guys are, are now a year older, you know. I, I just think that that's a team that needs to – they need to make some deep cuts. Like if they put Vlasic on the block uh, – on the block – I don't know that there's anybody outside of like maybe Chicago because Chicago's stupid that wants um, that fat contract. <laughs> exactly. That would be like, Oh, we'll take that off your hands. You know, um, Brent, I think Brent Burns has shown like now that, now that the, the, the scoring has fallen off a little bit, um, the defense is bad. And I think that's a real teams are going to have to settle up with that. Um, and, Super expensive and in his mid thirties, San Jose hard committed to this, and I don't see that there's a really a good way out of it. Evander Kane and and Logan Couture are probably their best, smartest trade pieces at this point, to be honest. And I mean, this is year one of Couture's extension, his eight year deal that takes him to thirty eight years old. So I, I just don't know that. I don't think they can do any anything big unless they really want to make the deep painful cuts of uh, if they if they go a hurdle, then they might as well blow the whole thing up and get desperate with it. Well, we'll go ahead and end period two here with some technical difficulties. But I can tell you at this point, whoever takes on Martin Jones, that should essentially be a tax write off. There's a new alternative for addressing your tax needs here in Denver. Symbio Tax and Administration provides its clients with honest and knowledgeable tax services from a licensed professional. You guys know we're all about taking care of our own. And George over at Symbio Tax is a proud DNBR subscriber and a diehard Avs fan. Whether you have a small business, you're looking to rent out a room in your house, or you just need to get a tax return filed, go to someone like George to help understand your taxes. Don't end up at one of those retail tax chains. Call Symbio Tax today for a free consultation at 720-366-4470 or visit them at symbiotax.com. That's S-Y-M-B-I-O tax.com. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. I think we figured out all of our technical difficulties. I'm Rudo. He is AJ. We talked about the West for the most part and, and how things have started to shape up. So let's take a quick look at the East as well. I think to the surprise of no one, after a slow start to the season, Tampa Bay has figured out their game. They just ended up taking a loss to the Devils, in fact, but they did rattle off 10 wins in a row before that. They've now even passed up the Leafs in the Atlantic and sit pretty squarely in second place there. 
uh, that division seems all but already written off at this point to me, at least the top two spots with Boston well at the top and Tampa right behind him. Is there any expectations for anyone to make a push in that division? I don't think so. Um, I think it's going to be Toronto and Florida fighting it out for third for third place. Yeah. Uh, and then loser may just go home um, because the playoffs are going to be uh, with with the Islanders, Carolina, and Philadelphia and Columbus. Uh, it's a much deeper group out in the Metro. Yeah, certainly Carolina, the inside track there. They're ahead of Toronto in points already, sitting in that first wild card spot. But who knows? I mean, fate may intervene again and find Toronto a way to get that second wild card to play Boston, as they always have to by law. So yeah, well, and Toronto just lost Morgan Riley. They did um, for eight weeks at least, it sounds yeah. like. So two months without your best defenseman. And on a on a team that did not have defensemen to give, I just don't know what uh what I they don't know do. What, yeah. yeah, I don't know because Toronto's so hard pressed against the cap that yep. they can't go out and get somebody. Without dumping significantly, right? It would be very tough for them. So, I mean, honestly, maybe that's where they call Colorado again. Look to dump off some cap or something. And, you know, that's where that's where they do like uh, Andreas Johnson for Ian Cole deal. Right, exactly. I was going to say we have a slightly used Ian Cole here in Colorado that the Avs might be interested in in moving out in that type of a deal. Yeah, I mean, maybe even in a Zadorov. Yeah, sure, certainly same kind of deal there, I, depending on what Toronto wants to do. Certainly they could use an RFA defenseman, given that five-sixths of their decor is free agents at the end of the season. But Yeah. Um, well, they, they solved that problem by assigning Martin Marinson to an extension. Good job. Um, and Justin Hall. Yeah, that'll um, really round out their defense well. <laughs> Go team, I guess. Never mind Jake Muzzin, Tyson Berry, Morgan Riley, you know, all the guys that actually play minutes for them. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah, you know, I think the Atlantic is pretty set that way. Washington seems pretty set at the top of the Metro as well. Obviously, you have Pittsburgh battling hard behind them, and then your beloved Islanders in the third spot there. But that, as you said with Carolina, that division – doesn't seem quite as decided. No. So um, Washington and Pittsburgh once again. Those are those will be the teams that go after it. Uh the Islanders are already starting to fall off. And I think that will continue. I don't think they're very good. I think they're really good at what they do. Um, but I just don't think that they have uh the offense on a night to night basis to sustain. They might be a wild card team, but I think it'll be a struggle for them. We saw it when they played the Avs. It's hard to win one nothing every night. Well, and I would just like to say, I know a lot of Avs fans hit me up and were like, how do you watch that all the time? It's not like that all the time. It's That was an exceptionally boring hockey game. <laughs> um, like the Isles are playing a much more entertaining game as we speak uh, against the Rangers. So. Right. I mean, to get a game like that, it takes two to tango, right? The Avs have to, had to play right into that system to every inch of it for it to become that mucky and grindy. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like, uh, I just, uh, yeah, no, the Islanders, they just don't quite have the offense right now. I, I don't know what they're waiting for with Kiefer Bellows. Um, call him up and put him on the power play and let him score a bunch of goals. There you go. The but Isles. Washington, they, Pittsburgh, once again. Uh, you yeah. Know. They've been the kings in that division for forever. So They're the hope uh, for this ver- this version of the Avalanche Golden Age is that it's it's more them than Chicago. Right. Like, you want Chicago's Cups with Washington and Pittsburgh's sustainability. Yep, exactly that. We're consistently at the top of the league. And obviously, Pittsburgh has gotten their Cups. Washington got the one. So... Mm-hmm. That's not so bad. One cup ain't so bad. If you could tell me right now that the Avs would win a cup with this core group, I would be. Take it every single time. What are you going to say? Oh, right. no. I want to win three. Like, yeah, everybody wants to win three. But if you could guarantee that you would get the one, oh, my gosh. You take the one every time. Yep. Yeah. So You're just trying for the one right now. I mean, you're dying for it. You're desperate for it. Uh, let's be honest. The Avs are just trying to make a conference finals to start. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're. I think the big thing for the Avs this year, for me to feel like it was a quote unquote success, is to win another playoff round. For sure, win a first round, and it would be nice if they did it again in a, a pretty dominant fashion. But you take a yeah. W however you get it. Oh yeah, I mean, if they did it in seven, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to poo-poo that because it's not pretty enough or it's not dominant enough. Winning a playoff round is really, really damn hard. Yep. There are teams that haven't done it in many, 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 many years. I mean, look at the Avs. Until last year, it had been over a decade since they'd won a playoff round. It's one thing to make the postseason. But once you get there, to actually do something when you're there, it's really hard to do. Yep. You have to be one of the best teams in the league. It's as simple as that. Um, I was going to speak more about the Eastern Conference, but I realize we've completely forgotten to talk about the Zach Cassian-Matthew Kachuk situation that happened the other night. Uh, Cassian has been suspended two games for it, we now know. Uh, it was a situation where Kachuk basically, in my opinion, completely took a, should have taken a charging penalty to try and run Cassian into the end boards. Cassian obviously did not take kindly to that, and then basically jumped Kachuk and tried to beat him to death. I, I didn't like the situation at all, particularly with Cassian continuing to try to pummel Kachuk even after he falls onto the ice and things like that. But AJ, where do you stand on it? Uh, this was, it was ugly, man. Um, yep. I think that, the hits from Kachuk were really borderline. Really borderline. Um, no argument there. I'm, I've been uh, on record a bunch of times saying I just don't think headshots should be allowed in the game anymore at all. Um, whether or not your process was clean, whatever. Hitting someone in the head can ruin their life. Not so and, different from the Donskoy situation with the Avs. And I just, yeah, I'm, I, I'm at the point where I just hitting some, hitting another person in the head in, uh, in sport is, um, 
unless you're boxing or an MMA. I just think it's unacceptable. Well, right. I think that's where fighting even in hockey is okay, assuming it's a mutually agreed upon fight. Both players right. say, yes, I'm accepting that I'm going to try and punch you in the head and you're going to try to punch me in the head. They know it's coming. This was the difference between Kadri and Lindgren and Kachuk and Cassian. Um, Cassian just took liberties. He lost his mind and he jumped a dude. And it's the same way, like watching Oilers fans stunt around and, and call Matthew Kachuk the turtle. This is the same way uh, Red Wings fans were all over Claude Lemieux. Like Claude Lemieux got jumped from behind and attacked. And of course he turtled, right? Like he had no reasonable opportunity to fight back in that situation. Uh, the same was true of Kachuk here. He didn't really have a chance to fight back or really accept a fight. He just got jumped. And he got jumped and just started getting wailed on. And I just think that, to me, I just think it's unacceptable. And I don't have any issue with the punishment handed out. Maybe would have liked to see a couple more games, to be honest. But certainly. I, I always feel that way. Because yeah. you, and, again, you and I have talked about this before. That yep. Uh, if you're serious about trying to take these things out of your game and punish players, uh, you you make suspensions hurt. You make yep. suspensions, you know, six plus. You take away a decent chunk of salary. Uh, you remove them from their team. And a guy like Kachuk, that's going to hurt. He's one of their better players. They need him. You know, um, the, Zach Cassian has the Pat Maroon job now where he just puts a stick down and waits for Connor McDavid to throw pucks at it. Um, so, you know, Zach Cassian's whatever. He's a goon. Um, but, you know, you want to you, – if you're serious about litigating this stuff, you should hit them harder than that. Yeah, Make games. the punishment excessive if you have to. Had, had that happened to an abs player, I two games, I would be pissed. So – I mean, certainly not not a same situation, but when Ronaldo sucker punched Gerard a few years ago, it's the same kind of thing where, you know, Gerard had not agreed to a fight or, or anything in that regard. And I would Ronaldo got five games ultimately, I think. So I, it's tough. It's tough with the head in the NHL right now because I think everyone or at least the vast majority of people want to see the head protected more, but the NHL continues to waffle about it. And they're just very, very inconsistent with how they manage situations where the head gets hit. Yeah, I just stop hitting guys in the head. And when it happens, suspend those guys. I don't care if you think it's you know legal or not. It's very easy to say hitting someone in the head is not legal. Uh, you know, you can write that in in a heartbeat and just say you can't do it. It doesn't matter how it happens. Right. Um, I mean, they managed they managed to play quality hockey at all other levels without it without it being a major problem. So just don't do it. There you go. I guess that's going to wrap up this one for us. AJ, final thoughts around the league or on the Avs or anything you got since you got your voice back? Um, I mean, it's hard to say that. I sound like garbage still, but I'm just excited to get back to it, man. This has been this has been the most frustrating season for me so far. <laughs> yeah, this is this is like the fourth time I've been sick, uh, and I just I'm I'm having my Mark Barbario season, where it just. It's like setback after setback. 
and I'm just starting to come out of it. And seven days from now, the Avs will be on a ten day break. Yeah, it's been a it's been a long week for the Avs beat with both of us sick and struggling to try and get through some pods and having edited Evan fill in for us. And now yeah, he's dealing with some stuff him. as well. Yeah, um, I hope everything is okay with him and his family. As you know, he's we basically took our 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 troubles and gave them to him as as penance for bailing us out last week. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but he filled in. Really appreciate Evan for for jumping on the pod for us while we were dying, and and now send some good vibes his way. So hopefully everything is okay with him as well. That is gonna do it for this episode. AJ, glad you're back on, and hopefully as the week goes on, you start to sound a little bit better on these podcasts. But Maybe you can find a couple of beers. I don't know if that'll actually help you feel better. But you don't even have to leave your own home to get them because Total Beverage is offering 30% off your purchases between $25 and $75 when you use code DNVR2019 and they can get that alcohol shipped directly to you. They deliver from Lakewood to Boulder and Aurora to Brighton and they have some of the best prices in the state. Plus, they now offer CBD products as well. You can download the Total Beverage app on your phone today to order. Again, don't let this offer pass you by. 30% off purchases of $25 to $75. We will talk to all of you tomorrow. We believe Piper is the best because of their professionalism, because of their capability, because of their integrity, and because of the relationship we have built over the last year and a half with several of their key managers. Piper Electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years. Their reputation of being fairly priced, trustworthy, and dependable has allowed them to become one of the best Denver electrical contractor companies in the market. Sometimes customers will ask us if we know of somebody who can be their regular electrician where they could call for anything from a small job to something much larger, maybe a remodel. And so we certainly have referred people to Piper and Piper to them. From residential, commercial, and industrial, Piper Electric can handle all of your electrical needs. They've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs. If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to piperelectric.com.